Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Relationship Over Religion. Man, you guys, I just finished a journal entry on I am an overcomer. This was no prompt. This was me just continuing the work of the I am challenge with continuing to do journal entries. And, oh, it was just so good. It was just so good. And I can't wait. I don't I haven't decided if I was going to share further journal entries. I was kind of just using this I am challenge as to you know, get my feet wet, get more comfortable with recording myself. And, um, but uh, the stuff I'm learning is just so great, so great. And I just want to give back everything I'm learning. And I want everybody to learn this stuff and, and learn these concepts and elevate your consciousness and just so much. Oh, it's just so good. Okay, so today's uh, mantra is I am chosen. Oof, I love that song. Chosen, you know. Um, anyways, the title is Receiving, and this is from the I Am Challenge. So, mantra I am chosen, journal prompt. Think of a moment you felt special. Consider a time when someone went above and beyond for you to make sure you knew you were. You were ca- you cared for meaning in their life. Now think of a moment you did this for yourself, a time in which you chose you over a situation that didn't serve you, a person that wasn't right in your life, or a job that didn't align with you. Journal, what did it feel to like what did it feel like to pick you? Put pen to paper on the experience of prioritizing your well-being, your peace, your truth over something that looked shiny on the outside. Feel the feelings of that win, of truly choosing you. Consider the idea of enoughness. How do you know when your contribution is enough? How do you know when you are respecting your own boundaries? So right off the bat, I already probably know what I journaled because I know the situation, the first one where I chose me. And um, it wasn't getting clean and sober. This was... A newer one. So here I go. I am chosen. It felt scary to pick me when I had reached to a point of no return with my relationship with him. I'm talking about the abusive relationship I was in. It felt as though it took forever to choose me. But when I finally did, it felt great, but still scary. I remember calling my dad to tell him And he said, are you sure? What if no one else picks you? I remember it getting like silent. I couldn't even believe that that's what he said to me. But I could believe it because my whole life was like, are you married yet? Are you married yet? Are you married yet? Um, I can't. Can you believe he said that? I actually wrote that. I was shocked he felt that way. My own dad thought I was unlovable. Anyways, I responded in truth. I said I'd rather be alone than be treated that way anymore. I was no longer to tolerate the constant disrespect, the talking down to me, and breaking me down. There was so much more than just that. But anyways, I'll keep reading. Freeing myself of that unhealthy relationship was a game changer. 
It laid a foundation of how I wanted and didn't want to be treated. And before that, picking myself over drugs was hard and seemed to be um, impossible, unmanageable for me. I was believing the lies for far too long, but not anymore. Choosing me and knowing I am capable is the core to moving forward. I had to choose me for me. No one could do that for me. Learning that I am learning that I am enough is still in the works. I am enough when I show up and participate fully as myself, happy, sad, or in between. Being true to myself is part of the process. Fully present is enough. I am enough. I am chosen. I know I am respecting my boundaries when I listen to myself and my needs. When I'm honest with myself and those around me with what's going on, being able to separate myself, observe, and then respond versus reacting without all the information. My contribution is enough when I show up. Fully present, listening, and observing. Honoring my needs and the needs of those around me without compromising my core values. Stay true to myself and my core values and show up because my contribution matters. I bring all my experiences, truths learned, and an open heart to receive more when I show up fully present. I can't argue with myself, you know, <laughs> I was pretty on point. I was pretty on point, but that that moment with my dad on the phone, you guys, it hurt so bad. It hurt so bad. And it's not to say that our our earthly relationships could either hinder or make it easier to believe in God or not believe in God. But my parents did lay a foundation for me. I mean, I was raised in the church. Granted, we talked about that, <laughs> but it did lay a foundation, neither here nor there. It did um, teach me principles, teach me concepts and stuff, whether I was aware of it or not at the time. But in, in looking back, I know they raised a good kid and I, that person is here today. You know, it was interesting because of what came up today in one of my chats was about seeing the world through our inner child and I immediately thought of Christ in the parable of having childlike faith and believing God with a childlike faith and and just having that innocence in us and that's the open heart and that's the believing and the world hurts us and calluses us and it makes it makes us feel like why would God do it for us and it's counterculture but that's why I'm here I'm here because the lines have been blurred and it's not this like strict 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 religion and you have to follow all these rules that's what Christ came to change and the all of it's in the Bible it's it's all in the Bible it's so beautiful I, I read my scripture I try to every day just to try to renew my mind and give myself 
more information and more knowledge. And it's, I got to share with the group yesterday how it's making a deposit in my spiritual bank account. Every morning, every time I meditate, I'm making a deposit. Every time I pray, I'm making a deposit. Every time I read scripture, I'm making a deposit. Every time I meditate on scripture, I'm making a deposit. Honestly, being in this booth, talking to you guys, I'm making a spiritual deposit because this was a, this was me being this is me being obedient. I never thought of this on my own. This is a spiritual desire put in my heart and God is giving me the spiritual desire. It's nothing of myself. And because I'll sit and watch TV all day, I don't mind it. You know, I love love doing yoga. It's giving me movement and I'm outdoors more and I'm able to appreciate it more. You know, not being able to walk five years ago, it, it makes you appreciate walking. It makes me appreciate my movement. And there's nothing like that. You know, I always say hunger is the best seasoning because when we're hungry, everything tastes good. Unless it's like really, really bad. But you know what I mean. And same thing spiritually. We can't appreciate the things we have till it's taken from us. And losing the ability to walk and having three herniated discs, sciatica on both sides. And I know for my younger people, it's hard to understand what I'm talking about. But my left leg was substantially smaller than my right leg. I lost muscle. I lost nerve feeling like I just lost feeling in certain parts of the leg. And it was a very painful process. I would cry myself to sleep if I got any sleep at all. And this was all, you know, sober. I wasn't really able to take medication. I took some, but it's not that strong. It just came full circle. Everything I had lied about happened. All those times I lied to those fake doctors to get the oxy prescriptions at those pill mills. Man, I saw a Sackler video the other day. I'm so mad at them. They owe me money. I'm a victim of those pill mills and all that nonsense that happened in our society. But I don't even know if anybody like me receives any type of settlement in those type of situations because it's pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. Anyways, I had my part to play, whatever. I'm just thankful to be alive. So, and that's my purpose. I'm alive because I got through it, and I'm here to tell somebody else that God can get you through it too. Because in each time that I attempted to get sober, it never worked. Like, you know, doing everything they told me to do in AA, yeah, it works for a little while. Doing everything they told me to do in church, yeah, it works for a little while. But until the change happened from the inside, that's when it stuck. Like, it it wasn't about the outward appearance anymore and how I was perceived. It was about how I felt alone by myself. And being able to sit with myself and love myself and be okay with myself was creating these core values and seeing that I've made different choices and that I've changed myself. And And it wasn't through my own power. It was through God's power. And he renewed my mind through all those spiritual deposits. And it says in Romans 12, 2, I think, that it's it's a constant renewal. He's continuously renewing our mind And we have to do the work, though. It's not just this magical manifestation like, oh, I'm going to ace my test and I'm not going to study because God's going to have me. No, that doesn't work. Like you have to do the work. So 
I know some people are scared to do the work because we think we're going to lose our life. I think I'm going to lose all the fun. But that was just in mourning the old me. I have so much more fun now. I'm able to remember things and have community and show up for people and show up for my family and be an aunt to my nephews and a sister to my sisters. I know I might be on repeat, and this is something I've said before, but repetition is the father of learning, y'all. It's it's how we get it's how we get it, and it's how we understand it. So. I encourage you to do the work, pray, meditate, read scripture, and see what God's trying to tell you. Because it's not what he's telling me. He's going to tell you to do something else. And we, each of us have a purpose. We each have a hope. And I'm here to give you that hope and give you that encouragement. If, if God was not so present in my life, maybe I wouldn't have so much passion or maybe I wouldn't be who I am, but it is so visible to me and I hear him so loud and clear and I can, and I'm reaping the benefits of what I've sowed y'all. And I just want to teach you how to do the same thing, but don't get me wrong. You know, this is hard work, hard work, and I don't want to deter you. But you can do it just like I have been able to do it. I'm an overcomer. That's what I journaled today. And you know what? I'm going to do it. You guys are getting a bonus. I'm going to read you what I wrote today. You know what? Interestingly enough, it's a month from what I just shared with you. So what I wrote and shared with you earlier was written on 1117. And today's the 17th of December, and I'm going to read you this. I am an overcomer. I have overcome so much, and I'm not just standing here mad about all that has happened. I embraced it, overcame it, and now here I am, stronger for it. I didn't let any of it break me. Addiction handled that. Broken back, Humpty Dumpty, healed that. Cigarette, c- cigarette addiction, smoked that away. Abusive relationships, got rid of that. Depression and anxiety, tackle them daily. And all of this is possible because God helped me. Jesus heard me and filled me with the Holy Spirit to empower me at different moments with different strengths. I am not an expert in this at all. All I know is that it actually worked. Our humanly, our humanity works against us. Trust feels strange. So we stick with what's familiar, what hurts for far too long. Love feels foreign when all we know is hurt. But in learning to know there is more out there than just my pain, I find a world full of beauty and brokenness at the same time. And before I know it, I begin to see the beauty in the broken, the beauty in myself, in all my brokenness. Broken and beautiful. Don't you see my cracks? They are made in gold 
burn through the fire to make me shine brighter because I am an overcomer. I'm not saying what happened didn't hurt. I'm just saying each pain in my past and present creates a crack in me that is broken and hollow. When I send the love of Christ to that spot, he is the one to fill it with gold. This process is painful. Either way, doing it with God and believing he will never leave me or forsake me gives me confidence I otherwise wouldn't have. It gives me hope and a future that, pain, that my pain will help someone else. It is through the eyes of my brokenness that I see the pain and hopelessness in you. God delivers us from this hurt through a warm embrace that only I can feel. He will give you your own, and that is the beauty in our broken world. The individualized God that heals each hurt inside each and every one of us. Oh, my heart was beating so fast as I read you that. I've, I've gotten more comfortable to, to read you something that I wrote before, but to read you present moment, like I literally wrote this before I came in the booth, not planning on sharing it. And oh, if you guys could see me, my hands are shaking. So just be easy on yourself, love yourself, and be vulnerable with yourself because we're all here to help you and God is here to love you through it. And through his love, you'll learn to love yourself. I love you guys. Till next time, have a good one. Remember to like, subscribe if you haven't, and share with your friends. Bye-bye.